Health. Agape. Power. Institute. Happy Hood, the podcast. Finish what you start. Hood the podcast is supported by purpose-driven people like you. If you would like to contribute, visit www.happyhood.com and click on the donate button. Happy Hood, a purpose-driven lifestyle brand. Happy Hood the podcast where we strive to motivate, rejuvenate, cultivate a community of purpose-driven people. Happy hood, a living state of mind. We blessed up and highly favored. I'm your host, Mr. J. Murray. What's going on, world? What's going I'm on? Back again for another edition of Happy Hood, the podcast. Before we get into our amazing guest today, and I'm telling you, we got an amazing guest. You know, at this time, we do a happy thought to kind of kick things off. You know, and this ha- happy thought, I've been kind of thinking about how, you know, how I want to articulate it or just how I want to fully express this thought. But it pretty much goes like, like this. No thing or person will devalue my happiness today. My happiness is too valuable. I'm going to say it again. No thing or person will devalue my happiness. My happiness is too valuable. And you know, when you think about that or what I was thinking about when I was um, uh, when I was on my mind and just kind of putting into words is that at times I truly believe happiness is a choice, not a feeling. You know, when I think about far as my will or God's will that he has given us. We have a will or a ability to exercise our will based on what God has given us or this free will that God has given us is a better way of putting it. And when we exercise that free will, we are making a deliberate decision in the way that we will feel or the thought that we will have. And at times, yeah, it doesn't feel that you may be happy. But when you make a declaration that, you know what, no matter what thing occurs or no matter what person comes into my life or any type of situation that come across, yo, it will not devalue my happiness. My happiness is too valuable. It's it's, It's too much of a commodity to me to allow someone to devalue it and just get me off off track. So the happy thought today is. No thing or person will devalue my happiness today. My happiness is too valuable. Yay, yay. What's good? Happy family. Happy family. Just a happy thought right right there. So today on the Happy Hood Podcast, like I said before, we have a special guest, a cool dude that I've been knowing for, for a while now, for a while. And, and I would say I have been definitely impressed from afar of just his true work ethic, his way that he has, you know, put himself out there, you know, just the way that he has these, you, you can see that he has a strategy, right? And 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 definitely you can see that he has a, a certain type of hustle, you know, 
in his vein that gets him going, you know. And um and definitely I I've been admired since seeing this dude do a lot of events around town, um, really getting more awareness in the black community about tech, you know, uh, and about the 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 ever evolving tech industry, you know, when it comes to work, when it comes to opportunities, when it comes to just different fields within the tech industry. And I never forget a quote that um I won't say a quote, but this a statement that I heard this guy say that was very profound. And he said, you know, technology is not a industry. It is the industry, you know, and and just seeing this dude again, create these tech meet meetups. And in addition, even before, you know, he was doing a tech tech meetup, SGA president. You know, at the great university that we call Winston-Salem State University. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, seeing, seeing him do, do do that and then, again, progress in, into other things. Um, like I said, he is a, a uh, entrepreneur. He is a, like I said before, a hustler. He is a activist. He is a, um, I would even say a culture strategist, you know, really bringing together individual that's in the tech community he is definitely just a humble guy straight out of Lorenberg, <laughs> North Kakalak happy family please please let's give a big happy welcome to Quentin D. Berry yeah yeah what's up man uh, what's up Jay Mary how's it going man <laughs> I'm good I'm good I'm good I am good I'm great I am great, man. I went to good to great today. You know, it was a long day, but hey, I'm here, man. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I'm here, and I'm chopping it up with, with my brother, and um, I'm glad to do this, man. I'm glad we had an opportunity to come together, man, and um, and and really conversate and really just kind of just fellowship, man. Right, right, right. Man, I just want, before we even get started, I just want to say I, I appreciate you even thinking of me, inviting me out. Um, like we talked, you talked a little bit about Winston Salem State, man. I remember first meeting you at BMC and what <laughs> Wilson, Black Man for Change, <laughs> Wilson Third Floor. But it was always that encouragement from like close up, um, that encouragement from afar. Mm-hmm. And then it's just awesome, man, for me to come from Laurenburg and not really have any any mentors, but to go to Winston and and, and find guys that like really cared about who I was and where yeah. I wanted to go. Yes. And then what you say, 15, 20 years later almost, man. You, yeah. Like you told me I'm going to come to your event. Man, people tell me that all the time, <laughs> man. And I seen you walk through the door. Uh uh-huh. It's like, okay, okay. Yeah. And then we were at Evan Exchange, and then you would just walk me out and told me what I was doing was special, man. So, yeah. like, I really – I'm yeah. obligated to be here. Oh for man! Real, for oh real. man! That's, you know that's, what I'm saying? That's, that's big right there, man. But yeah, because even um, I know we're going to get into more in this. So this brother has um, created a, um, I, I guess you can say, a tech community. You know that really focus on educating individuals that may not be in the tech industry. But as I said, said before. Technology is everywhere, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? You, you, may, you may think that you're not in tech just because you don't do coding, but come to find out you're doing some type of process improvement right. or, or removing <laughs> some type of waste. I mean, waste, excuse me. Baby girl, <laughs> my, my, my dude, you in tech. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> you in tech. If you're trying to do some type of automation or something to that degree, you are in technology, man. And 
And this guy has definitely done that. H three, right, right. Humble, hungry, hustle. You know, is is the focus there? And we're gonna get into that as as I said before. But definitely, man, I I was really like, wow, like this this is this is really a a movement, right? You know, it's 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 a movement. And and what you've been doing and just kind of introducing people to like. What's going on in the tech industry, man, and understanding how it impacts you, it's like, man, come on. You, you, you're able, from, from there, you're able to have some guidance, some clarity on how you want to move and navigate throughout your, your, your career, you know? Right. And even if you are an uh, entrepreneur, got to know technology. <laughs> you better know You it. better know. That's part of your department. That's right. a whole other department <laughs> right there. You know, once you, once you get the finance, the marketing, you better have a tech technology department. You know what I'm saying? So so cool, right there. So Quint, man, let's 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 kick things off, man. Tell me a little bit about your your background, man. Okay, man. Like you said, I'm I'm born and raised uh, Lombard, North Carolina. It's about two hours from Charlotte, rural America. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying. Where at one time straight out 74, right? Straight down 74. Yeah, man. yeah. If you yeah, take 74 yeah, yeah. right now, it'll take you straight to my house. Yeah. <laughs> the only turn you're gonna make is in the driveway. Okay. You know okay. what I'm saying? So I grew up there. Um, industry was well, good, man. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? People had jobs, but as the 21st century came in, those jobs became autom- automated, obsolete. Yeah. And yes. so you're talking about. A place where the medium income is twenty eight, thirty thousand dollars between two people. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You're talking about where like I didn't grow up with either one of my parents. Okay. Um I grew up with my I call them aunt and uncle, but they really my cousins. Sure. It sure. was just easy to call them aunt and uncle growing yes. up. You yes. know what I'm saying? My mom left when I was in the fourth grade. Okay. Um and I've never met my dad. Mm. So that's kind of my background. I was born with I wouldn't say I was born, but I developed juvenile arthritis around probably like three or four years old okay um that's growing into like full-fledged rheumatoid arthritis okay which is typically doesn't happen in men mm-hmm. and particularly at my age never it's no cure no no cause i mean know what the cause of it is yes um but you know what i'm saying i, I turned out uh, i turned out hey, all right. hey, <laughs> hey, all right. hey went went through the fire and came out on it as, as a diamond hey, oh, i know? hope so man You're it's not, still a, a you work still. in progress man <laughs> As we all, man, so growing up, as you mentioned, man, a lot of, I guess you can say, life events. Right. You know what I'm saying? A lot of uh, transitioning, yeah. you know, occurred as a young, young child, man. When you think about that and how has that, you know, shaped and molded who you are today, man? I think fundamentally it's the the core and foundation of who I am. Mm. Um there's a song by a local rapper in in the town, and it says like I act like this, act like this. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm from Larnberg. <laughs> um, this is why I act like this. But I uh, think Larnberg gave me everything I have now. It gave me mm. um, the tenacity to hustle. You know what I'm saying that nothing's gonna be given to you. Like imagine, and I'll never forget this. That it was fourth grade and, and seeing your mom like drive up the street and never to return. Yeah. Like knowing in that moment, I knew that my life would be different. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, like one of my favorite scriptures is before I formed you in the womb, I called you. Yeah. Not I, like yeah. I've always believed that like th- your life has to be different. So mm-hmm. Larnberg gave me my hustle. It gave me my hungry. 
Um, it, it damn sure taught me my humility, man. You talk yeah, about. Yes. I remember yes. when my grandmother died. Me and my younger, I have three, two younger brothers, and me and my youngest brother end up moving with my cousins. Mm-hmm. And for like probably four or five months, we slept on a pull-out couch. Mm-hmm. They had to go buy a new house just mm-hmm. so everybody can have a bed. Mm. So, you know what I'm saying? It's always been about just, again, that the H3 way as yeah. I've grown and developed. Um, those things mean something, like, super important to me that if I just keep hustling, a door of opportunity I open. Mm-hmm. Um, if I treat people right, do the right thing, God will always take care of me. Like, yeah, I remember yeah, praying. never leave you. Right. I remember you. praying to God. It was just like, you know, just don't let me get physically hurt. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I would write myself out of situation like y'all can't wait till I leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just spoke life to myself mm. like before I even knew what that was. Yeah. Um, early yeah. on in the process. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's it, man. It's just at that time I just bundled it all up and, and put my head down and knew that if I wanted something out of life, like I had to go get it. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, when I hear that, man, and just kind of, you know, for for myself growing up, I grew up with a mom and dad. Okay. You know, my mom and dad was preachers, you know, and, you know, there's been time where even though I have even talked to people that we have came from uh, a, a, a two family, not two family, but a two parent background, right, or right. Mom, a mom and dad type of uh, situation. And they still have felt at times where mom and dad wasn't there, right. you know, and, and there was times where even I had to really kind of forgive and now I can say that where I feel at times the church was taking them away. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Because it was times where, you know, either you gotta go church, you gotta go church. (laughs) And I'm like, man, like when y'all gonna spend like when we gonna spend time together? Like why we can't, you know, do this together or, you know, can you and we I didn't play any sports which my my dad was the actual dead on everybody hate Chris. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? He he he'd be like Boy, don't, don't hey, clo- close the refrigerator <laughs> door. You know what I'm saying? You're going to make the light bill go sky high. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it was definitely like 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 that. But, you know, as, as, as I'm thinking about that and just the different at times of feeling disappointed and at times of feeling, you know, uh, lonely. But, yeah, again, I had my mom and dad there. You know what I'm saying? You can be there, but are you there in in a very present sense, right, right. You know what I'm saying. So to hear that, man, like, how did you manage your your emotions, man? Um, I don't think I. I think I just learned to cope really well. Mm. Um, in terms of just like, again, like that's my favorite scripture. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I just knew God would take care of me. It's super unfortunate. It wasn't fair. Yeah. Um. I didn't grow up angry. I wasn't mad. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I just understood early on, and I don't know why um, God allowed me to understand early on, but yeah. there's a saying that, like, it takes a village to raise a child. Mm-hmm. In place of those parents, in place of my mom and dad, like, I, like God really gave me a, a true village, mm. like, throughout my entire life. Yeah. Like, if my cousins don't step up, I don't know where me and my brother are. Mm-hmm. Um, if when I needed a job, like it was someone helped me get a job and they made sure I got that job. Mm-hmm. When I needed a ride home, it was my friend. Like God's anytime there was a, a time for me to be sad during those critical development years, mm-hmm. he honestly gave me everybody. Yeah. Like, yeah. Super yeah. unfortunate watching kids go play with their dad or with their mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
like wanting to call your mom and just strategize, wanting to call your dad sure. and just strategize just yeah, on, yeah, yeah. on life. On life, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Life. On, yeah. on life. But yeah. other than that, you know what I'm saying? It's like you live and you learn. And I've been, again, I've been on one coin, it's very unfortunate. On the other side of the coin, it's been, it's been happy. You know what I'm yeah, saying? It's been yeah. a journey that I've learned to to deal with, a journey that I've learned to express myself. Yeah. Um, I tell people sometimes I think, I became so focused on like being successful to prove to my mom yeah, that yeah. like, yo, I didn't necessarily need you. And as I've grown, I realized like to me, that's not true leadership. Mm. Uh, but I thank God, God for it because I do watch, see some of my friends or people I know that didn't go through half of the stuff I went through and they, they're not able to survive or they're not yeah. able to come back. Exactly. Um, so I'm just honestly grateful. Y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's crazy that I would say that, but man, I ain't really got no harsh feelings. Like, yeah, I ain't harboring no ill will towards anybody. Yeah. Anybody, yeah. And and growing up, as you you mentioned, having really a village, right? You know, what I'm saying to, to raise you. What was the certain certain things or things that you learned from that village? Any any particular attributes that really stands out, or any character builders that really uh, they was able to instill in you to to help you develop. I, um. Like it's so crazy, man. I, I live I grew up on this place called Moodagrass. Moodagrass. <laughs> man. Um, so Laurenburg is like man, Laurenburg is so wild. I got like so many subdivisions. You got Moodagrass, you got Washington Park, you got Cross Creek. Okay. And it's so wild because they be fighting each other. Yeah, like, I know yo. where you're from. Moodagrass. Where you from? <laughs> Washington Creek. What's up? <laughs> like, yo, but it's like I know your mama. Yeah. <laughs> we used to play on all the same sports teams. Yes, yes. Uh, but man, really my circle of friends from Moodagrass. Yeah. Like really, these are guys that I think probably like ten of us. Yeah. Yo, they never let anybody touch me, hurt me. Mm-hmm. Now we might have fought each other for maybe like like kids do. Sure, sure. Um, but you talking about walking to another neighborhood, mm-hmm. uh, like well, we were muda grass, and yeah. they just taught me the values of just like treating like everybody Respect. the same. Yeah. Like yeah. don't matter if you grew up in the projects, it don't matter if your mm-hmm. mama had the new Lexus, new Mercedes. Yeah. Um, so just relation that village talk, relationship building, man. Be mm-hmm. be who you are. Um, be comfortable who you are. Yeah. Um, pick pick good friends. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Make right decisions. I remember this lady. Like if I would be outside doing something I ain't supposed to be doing, like she would call my aunt, like Quentin and Miguel and such and such at the top of the street doing X Y Z. You really had that community, man. Oh, absolutely. You know, to like <laughs> it wasn't. It was truly a village, and that's right. one thing. You know, when you raise in those rural areas, you know, where you maybe we'll call it the country. Right, you know right, what I'm right, 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 right. But <laughs> yet you, still, you still had those those community values. Absolutely. That individuals that's in the city as we, you know, people, um, you know, uh, things change and people move to other neighborhoods, you know, especially us right, right. As, as blacks, you know, where – you know, we, we, we can talk about integration and was it what was it worth and all this other stuff. But we did, as as I would say, I would argue that we, we lost that sense of community right, right. in the inner city. You know what I'm saying? Where you had a lot of, uh, of the professions, you know, kind of together, right? And to see that, again, a person at your age was able to still live that out compared to myself where... It right, was right. more like, you on your own, bro. Hey, <laughs> get out my grass. You know what I'm saying? Nah. <laughs> you know, but to, to really live that out because it is it was a close-knit type of community. 
like to your point, man, I know your mama. Right. You know what I'm saying? We 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 can scrap all we want to, man, but I know your mama, bro. You need right. to stop. You know what I'm saying? And that's how it was. <laughs> like that's <laughs> exactly how it was. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, you better be like in church on Sunday, you're gonna be ushering too. <laughs> like, so it was it was really again, it goes back to like God really Yeah, like knowing or me knowing that this is unique and different and mm-hmm. it's hard and challenging, but I'll provide you with like every resource that you'll ever need. Man, it's so crazy. I, I even look back now. Mm-hmm. Like I just celebrated my 34th birthday and like, man, I remember I wasn't oh, even man, supposed happy to. Happy lady birthday. Appreciate brother. it. Appreciate it. I wasn't even supposed to be here, man. Going back to look at my medical records, seeing what they what they said. Man. And then you kind of think about like Rasheen, Woo, mm-hmm. uh, Fat Boy, like all these, my friends at that time and still mm-hmm. I'm close to like protecting mm-hmm. me at an early age because they, they refused to allow anything to happen to me. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. my aunt, my uncle, the church people, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, teachers. Church people. Like even like teachers, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That like really like I was supposed to be in like a special class, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But my te- I'm reading that my teacher said, like, no, he's he's smart enough. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? We will supplement and, and do the extra coaching, and yeah. do the extra teaching. Like the forethought for somebody to have that yeah, yeah. 15, 20 years ago. Man. You know what I'm saying? Man. For, like, no, I see something in him that mm. nobody else may see. And to have people around you like that is, like, priceless. You know what I'm saying? I mean, man, we, we hear it. And, again, I, I'm, I'm saying it from a spiritual perspective. Right. You know, like, God will order our steps. For sure. You know what I'm saying? But to as, as I'm hearing it, to, to your point where – you you said I had a type of self awareness that I knew I came from a unique situation, you know, like this just happened right. to to everybody, you know what I'm saying? Of growing up the way that I'm growing up with all these life changes, right. you know what I'm saying? And for you to have that self awareness and to be such in tune, as you said, to what your walk with God, even though maybe at that time you couldn't really express it. express it, right? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yet you knew without a shadow of doubt that God got my back. Right. You know what I'm saying? And God God is 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 with me. Right. You know what I'm saying? And when when I when I hear that man, it it resonates so much with me at this moment where within my walk, I'm still tr- I'm still learning to trust God. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And right. and it's it's is a difference um happy family when you have when you have no other choice to trust God because of the situation that you are in compared to where we are in this comfortable somewhat situation and yet we you want to trust God. You know what I'm saying? Right, it's right, like right. the the familiarity of 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 our comfort definitely disallows us to trust him compared to if you just thrown in boom, I don't have no mom and dad or boom, I don't have this, I don't have that where you bruh this is all I can hang my hat on. Right. It was. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is all I can hang, hang, hang my hat on. So that's that's definitely, and I see that, again, when I say I see that, seeing this brother progress from, you know, years in college to now, you have this type of intentionality that you got to go out and get it. Right. You know what I'm saying? You got to go, go out and get it. And, you know, again, to go back to Happy Hill, the podcast, what you're listening to, season one, finish what you start, talking to individuals that, really have a unique story in which we all have a unique story. Let, let me just say that, but definitely have 
overcame some challenges that really has helped and to 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 really help them pursue their passion right. because it, it shaped them and molded them into who they are now. And they're still going. They, they, we all are still a work in progress, but they're still going going at it, man. And when when you when I think about that, Quint, talk to me about how was you motivated, man? Like your motivation, even as a young young child, to now. Talk to me, like how was you motivated? I think just just wanting to success, yeah. like just wanting to be the odds. You know what I'm saying? I I, I believed in affirmations before I knew what they. Mm. Knew what they were, mm-hmm. like telling myself you're gonna get up and walk. Man, imagine like every day your legs hurting, but you got to get up. Like you got to get up. Like yeah. you either gonna get up or you're gonna lay there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And yeah. that, that was it for me. Is like this can't be my excuse. Mm. Like this, that was my motivation. You know what I'm saying? I knew, like I had seen my mom go away a couple of times, mm-hmm. and just again mentally, like they're starting to get longer. Like a week turn into like as a as a kid in middle school a week that's like a year mm-hmm. like like mm-hmm. where you been <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> where like, you been like where you been then that one mm-hmm. week that's that's like a month oh I'll be back mm-hmm. and then I think fourth grade it was definitely fourth grade like she got in a Toyota mm-hmm. and the way our street was like probably by we stayed at the bottom of the hole so mm-hmm. when you go to the hole like you literally in a hole like all yeah. the water running down there, so <laughs> like your backyard flooded when it's raining mm-hmm. so you can see it, the car once it gets to about the fifth house of the street you mm-hmm. can't no longer see it and i just knew she was gone so that became my motivation my mm-hmm. grandmother was older uh and she ended up dying when we, I, middle school and so that's where my motivation came like well, that, there's nobody else here mm-hmm. like your mom gone you never met your dad your grandmother gone, like mm-hmm. you really ain't got too much here. So my granddad was instrumental in my life, but after that it was just self motivation, like self winning, mm-hmm. uh, that self attaining, that self eating. Yeah, like I yeah. said, man, just not wanting to come in second place. Mm. Like mm. for me, it was like just get up every single day. Like yeah. if you got up, you did alright today. Yeah, what 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 my boy Bobby say? If you ain't first, you last. Right, straight up, <laughs> straight up. And I just owned it, man. <laughs> If you ain't first, you last. And I just owned it because it propelled me, man. And again, I think, mm-hmm. like, God and it's been so intentional in my life, though. Yeah. Like, even where I grew up at, like, I was in the neighborhood, like, considered a black neighborhood. So the kids that went to my school were either, like, really smart in your academic gifted class or mm-hmm. from, the, from the hood. Yeah, yeah. I got the best of both worlds, so I see what – I had an example mm-hmm. of what mm. – what I thought at times success looked like. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I saw, okay, this is this is what I really want. I, I, my best friend, she took care of me from, tips took care of me from kindergarten, middle, elementary school, middle school, high school, and college. Went the same. We've been mm. in our schools our whole life. She's always watched after me. Like, yeah. she was in the academic gifted class. Came mm. from a similar situation in terms of economic mm-hmm. situation. Grew up with her aunt, but mm-hmm. she pushed me. Yeah. So happened that our my moms were friends. Mm. Mm. So I had my God gave me a personal guardian angel my whole life. Like yeah. Tip looked after me from North Lineburg Elementary, yeah, the Isla Johnson Middle School, to Scotland High School, mm-hmm. all the way to Winston Salem State. WSSU. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about. Them. Hey, it's Ramley. <laughs> yeah. When I have nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me call Tip. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, man. That's that's definitely as. It's um, hearing you 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 talk about that. 
definitely, I, I think about and just kind of seeing what you're doing now of uh, being this uh, connector, man, like where you, you building this community of, of, of tech um, uh, enthusiasts. And when, when you think about it, how your past are just, when you think about your motivation, you had to, to work on self. How has that fueled your passion, you know, and your purpose? I think God gives us all tests, hmm. challenges, obstacles. Yeah. At the end of the day, they're not even for you. Woo! Talk about it, man. Um, I think it's about, like, the impact that you, you're, you're here to make. Mm-hmm. Are you accountable for the tools? Like, at the end of the day, we're going to answer to God, and he's going to be like, yo, I gave you X. What did you produce? Mm-hmm. Am I going to get up there and say, you know what I'm saying, yeah, I didn't have my mom, I didn't have my dad, so this is why I ain't go develop my talent, this is why I ain't develop uh, or pursue my purpose? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it, if all of that fuels that, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, just the hungry of, like, yo, you can do it. Yeah. Like, I promise you can. Yeah. Like, that's where H3 was just born out of. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. It definitely involves tech, but it also involves the hustle. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Are you going to get up to go after that job? Are you going to pursue your passion? Are you going to wait? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Are you going to be hungry for the knowledge? Mm-hmm. Are you going to seek the networking events? Are you going you gonna to talk to Quinn? You're going to talk to Jay Murray? Yeah. Are you going to go be hungry for that information? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it's humility because like, it's simple as like, yo, you can't be walking around being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like I used to be an asshole because I thought, Mm. Like somebody owed me something, and then God just like God will humble you at every you single see, every man, single time he get an opportunity. Man. So I'm man. I'm very conscious and very mindful of just the stuff that he gave me, and so my motivation coming is just like yo, you I promise you can do it. Yeah, like, yeah. As as you was talking, man, um, I was thinking about this uh, parable in the Bible, man, uh, and this, the the gifts of the talent or the talent parable in in Matthew's where uh, shout out to everybody that came out to Scripture and Squats, you know, combining faith and fitness, um, happy hood lifestyle. And um, one of the things we did on one Saturday, you know, what we'll do is pretty much come together, read a Scripture, talk about it, and then work, work out. And that parable about the talents where everyone, God, as the story goes, the master gave uh, talents according to each one of their abilities. One got five, one got two, one got one. The one that got the five got the two. They went immediately to reproduce those talents, to right. multiply, bring them back ten, bring them back two. The one that just had the one, he hid his. And when the master came, he's like, he dug it back up, and just gave him back his one. He's like, like I, I knew you will harvest where you didn't plant. Right. You know what I'm saying? And and to think about that and to understand what God has given us, God has given us all these seeds. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? And and the thing about when you think about the human mind and our capabilities, you know, sometimes we, we, we got to sit back and just be in awe because of what we're able to create and what we're able to 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 really manufacture. You know, and when you think about, hey, you have a seed and here's a apple tree for apples. And we're praying for God to make apple pie. But God said, I gave you an apple tree. You the one that takes that and reproduces. <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying? Based off the talents that you have to a apple tree. I mean, or to, to an apple pie, right. you know, to apple sauce and everything. But it all came based based on what I supplied to you. From and beginning. from the beginning. And when when you when you think about that, 
And we think about that happy family as far as what God has given us and the talents that he gave, gave us. How can we sit down on it? Right. You know what I'm saying? How can we sit, sit, sit down so that here you, you talk about that where, hey, man, I got to do this. You know what I'm saying? I, I, got, I, I owe it to myself. I owe it to what, what God has given us or given me. I, I got to do this, man. You know, and hear, hearing your, your success and the things that you, you have done, Talk to me about your greatest failure, man. <laughs> I got, <laughs> I got you, a lot of those. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? That that help because I I truly believe like Napoleon Hill says in his book, "Think and Grow Rich." In every failure, there's a seed of success. Absolutely. You know 100%. what I'm saying? It's a seed of success, and and it's it's times where I'm and I'm still kind of developing this statement. So happy happy family, don't don't judge me <laughs> when I when I say like I was just kind of thinking to myself. Like, yo, I love when I fail. Right. But I don't love to fail. And I, I don't do this to fail, but I love when I fail because when I fail, it's like I'm getting closer. Right. You know, and now I have an opportunity to rebalance myself, to re-collaborate, you know what I'm saying, recalibrate, excuse me, and get back to, okay, here's what we need to do to get closer to this. See what, what happened, you know. And when, when you think about everything you're doing now, like, what were some of those greatest failures that kind of really helped you to get you to where you are now? Man, there, there's so many. Okay. <laughs> I got a lot. Um, <laughs> but one, one thing I'll, I'll just start off with, like, so I had an opportunity to work at uh, Sean Combs' office in New York, hmm. P. Diddy office in New York. New okay. York. And it was like, man, just keep running. Like, the person next to you going to get tired. It's like, oh, okay, I get it. He said, don't worry about, like, falling off. As long as you get back up and get back on, you yeah, all right. Because yeah. the person to the left and right, they're going to get tired. Just keep mm -hmm. running. Just keep running. Keep running. So in terms of failure, man, I, I had a lot. Um, I'll say when I got fired from Wells Fargo, Ooh. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I had just five years. I had hustled to get that job. Mm. Um, was in a leadership talent development program. Mm. For somebody to say, you're not leading right. You don't fit this culture. You get fired. Um, from the mistakes I made at Winston as, as student body president, you know what I'm saying? I remember times, like, I didn't speak to somebody, and they took it to heart. It mm. taught me that, that people are always watching. Yeah. Um, and that leadership is not something that you take on and take off. It's like it's 24 hours, seven days a week. Um, mm. Mistakes of not being the best big brother because I was so focused. I so, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. hands down. So, But I, I would yeah. say all of these experiences taught me to be more open, Mm -hmm. uh, to be open to feedback, to open to suggestions. Uh, and so none of them, all of them taught me that it's not about you. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Self-reflect. It taught me how to self-reflect, yeah. self-analyze. Yeah. Um, didn't discourage me. It just said, hey, you need to tweak this. This is an area of opportunity. Mm -hmm. I remember one lady uh, from Des Moines, Iowa, uh, she told me, like, feedback was a gift. And so oftentimes, particularly as African Americans, as black people, like when somebody give you hard truth, like we can't take that. Yeah. Like we, we yeah. like whoa, like who are you talking to? Yeah, our, our emotions get into get it. Get in man. the way. But yeah. I remember Amy Jernigan said, Yo, Quentin, get off the phone, go sit in a room and think about if you want to be a leader. Hmm. It's like what? Like who you and my mind my mind is saying, Who are you talking to? <laughs> but I had to like be be still in that moment. Mm. Like, just listen because this is somebody that's giving you a hard truth. Yeah. Or friend, it ain't about you. 
You know what I'm saying? Dude, I and, and the reason why I said, mm, you know what I'm saying, like like we in the church or something, because I had to, I'm going to put this. When you say be still and understand still is still a action word. Right. And, and that's something that at times we can't always comprehend that as, as to where to be not moving. Right. And to be still on where you are. You know what I'm saying? Understand the patience that comes with that. Understand the self-reflecting that comes with that. And we think about self-reflecting, man. I, I think think about it, it is a level of self-care too. Cause we given our time are given ourselves ability to recalibrate. Got to. You know what I'm saying? To Got realize, to. It's it's like, okay, I, I never um one of the base uh I I was doing yoga at, at home and I'm so in love with like thought process or just like processing steps or just like process thinking. And the, the instructor, as we're doing this move, said, practice, focus, awareness, balance. And when you think about that far as, like, understanding at times where you need to continue to practice what you're doing and you need to have time to focus on being still so you can understand, okay, where do I need to have, like, my awareness? Right. And then to, as we say, as I said before, recalibrate to have that balance, to gain that equilibrium, you know, to make sure, okay, I'm centered. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm centered. And and to hear to hear you say, like, I had to be still and listen, like, happy family. To the individual, and I hope you're still listening to the podcast as we <laughs> – I know I know at times y'all may only listen to 15 minutes of it, but I hope you're still listening. But to listen is truly – we don't utilize it. Is 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 so underutilized in this in today's time, you know. And when you when you say I had to listen, like what what were certain things you was like hearing and comprehending at that time? Um, that I'm not the leader I think I am. Mm. Like, in other words, you got talent, but you don't have no skills, right? Like, I know you're talented. That's how you got in the program. Yeah, yes, yes. Like, I know you're talented. That's yes. how, that's why you were president of the school. Yes. Like, yeah. I know you're talented. That's how you got to intern at Russell's office. Yes. But at this point of where you're going and where you want to go, yeah. oh, it's some skill in that. Yeah, man. It's making people feel comfortable man, all it's the time. start. Come on, man. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's, it's being able to com- communicate cross-functionally. Mm. It's a, it's in being the ability to cr- the coach up, the coach down, mm. to be coach. Yes, you know what I'm saying like one of my biggest things right now is that the the coach needs a coach. Yeah, we look at like Chicago Bulls and like Michael Jordan this, Michael Jordan that, but yeah. people don't necessarily talk about Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson. Yeah, you know what I'm saying Phil Jackson did a <laughs> hell of a job. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you had what Luke Long, you had mm-hmm. Dennis Rodman, you had mm-hmm. Ron Harper, you had Randy Brown, yeah. Steve Kerr. Mm-hmm. Like everybody played their role yes. of understanding who they were and what mm-hmm. value they brought. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was learning my strengths and my areas of opportunity. My biggest area of opportunity was like just I felt like because of what I went through, mm-hmm. like I'll just outwork you. Mm-hmm. I just. You gonna get again. You gonna get tired. You gonna get tired. <laughs> yeah, you gonna get tired. I'm gonna just yeah. last longer than you. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was relying simply off just my ability. Yeah, you know your efforts. Like, I just was naturally. Mm-hmm. Like, it's Our almost. Talents, yeah. yeah, it's just. A, mm-hmm. it's, it's a gift and a curse at yeah, the same time. Is. You know what I'm saying? Just it knowing. Is naturally gifted like my first time ever public speaking people don't know was at winston mm-hmm. i didn't visit winston i had never sat on the campus of winston mm. and i re- did well for four years yes so understanding like yo it's not about you and it's just self a lot of self-reflection mm-hmm. and just a lot of growing a lot of development mm-hmm. and i had a limited people pouring into me of correcting those wrongs you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying so i'm super grateful for just the experience but like yeah man i, I failed a lot <laughs> mm-hmm. when you when you go back to to your the failure around wells fargo and i i can imagine and the only reason why i'm saying it because when we have jobs and we have a, a, a stream of income coming in we form and i'm, I'm and I'm, I'm having this thought now like the the uh the danger of familiarity right the danger of it because being that you have this you're familiarized with a certain comfort it's like it's a certain comfort that it gives you and you're familiar with it right right right. and you and and it will pretty much limit your ability to move right right. when it's time like i need to move you know and when when you basically when they either brought you in or whatever the the way that they do it at wales like what was going through your mind at that time, man? I knew what was up. <laughs> <laughs> when is it? I, we need to talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I knew what was up. You know what I'm saying? Because we had been going at it. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was that point of. Well, I've been there five years. I've got promoted every year. I've been here. Mm-hmm. I've been on thirteen interviews, and now I'm not getting promoted no more. Like what? What's up, man? Um, it was three days before Christmas. Mm. So I I feel like that's that's like an R and B song. Three <laughs> days before Chris. Hey, look, man, that was a scary movie, man. Uh, but no, it was it was it was the time where God I, again, God, I will take care of you if you completely trust me. Ooh, um, I'll give you what you need. You know what I'm saying so. I wasn't stressed out. It was time to go. Like, I wasn't getting promoted anymore, so I wasn't learning. I wasn't developing. Yeah. And at that point, like, I, I knew it was, like, this environment, this culture isn't for you. Yes. Um, because you're not normal. You're not different. Like, again, you come from all of this to make it to, like, how did you get into this program? Mm. How did you even get this job? Like, who did you know? And I'm mm-hmm. like, no, man, I, I'm, I know what I know. Mm-hmm. But it was just, it was time to go. So I wasn't mad. I wasn't angry. Um, it was again it just kind of getting me preparing me for like this moment right <laughs> yeah honestly what we doing right now yeah and as as you said like god said look you're going to trust me at this moment this this moment that you're in right now i need you to trust me right you know and when when like when you think about that man and again i am um, I, I I can't I don't know no other way to say it but I feel at this moment in my life and just with my walk with God like I love to confess my love for Jesus Christ got to you know what I'm saying <laughs> like and 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 I am so comfortable and I'm at peace knowing that I have a relationship with Jesus you know I have a relationship with God you know what I'm saying and when I hear that like yo you need to trust me 
Like there was a form of surrender that you had to go through, you know, and was it was it as easy at that moment or like did you have to kind of go through a process? OK, uh, you said trust you, but I am a tr-, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like like what what was that moment when you realize, OK, I'm really doing this. Now, I think it's, it's again, it's my whole life, man. Yeah, yeah, okay. Like, it ain't just a moment. It's been, like, imagine asking somebody for anything you want and they get it. You get yeah. it. Mm-hmm. It may be, like, the craziest thing you can ask for. And it just appear or it just happen. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, like, at that point, God, like, yo, bro, you like 6 and 0. Oh. Like message, it became it became a numbers thing. It's like again, uh, you start looking at those pivotal moments in your life where he just showed showed out and showed up. Where where it be a a check in the mail randomly message, um, or maybe a mentor calling y'all. I just come to check in with you. Mm. you know what I'm saying is it's Jay Mary coming to the event. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna tap in with you. Yeah, like all of these are messages. All of these are affirmations yeah. of mm-hmm. like stay the course. Like, I'll tell a quick story. So I was I used to manage artists. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy called me back like, "Yo, I want you to come back on my team." Blah blah blah. It didn't work out. Uh, the guy ended up kind of let me have it. Like guys said, I told you to get out of the music stuff. <laughs> like. I'm gonna destroy everything around this music mm-hmm. because you only ask for one placement. Mm-hmm. And ever since that, I said I asked God for one placement. He gave me one placement, but everything outside of music, He's destroyed. Mm-hmm. Everything on the other side I've asked for has opened doors. Like, yo, H3 was a dream in my head six months ago, mm-hmm. and I said, God, I want to help people in this manner. Mm-hmm. Six months later, like we moving. Mm-hmm. So again, mm-hmm. like I'm like I'm riding on the fact that you have for for the last thirty four years of my life, like you been it's just being me and you. Mm-hmm. Like you just like even when I had to sleep in my car, even when the lights mm-hmm. was off, it's just been me and you. Mm. And you, like I'm always, like always trust you. Yeah. Like I ain't yeah. really got no I got no choice. I ain't got no other choice. You know Man, what I'm saying, dude? That's so <laughs> real. Like, I ain't seen you make some crazy shots before. <laughs> and it's like... I'm beyond go, the half court. Yeah, beyond the half court. And so it's like I, I continuously... Like, again, my always prayer was, God, don't let me get physically hurt. Yeah. Like yeah. You can get knocked down on one knee. Mm-hmm. You can get pushed down, but you got to get back up. And he continues to show me, if you get back up, yeah, I'll take care of you. So it's like those that pain and suffering, that's temporary, man. Mm-hmm. Like, my knees hurt every day. Mm-hmm. Like you talking about that a job fire me? Yeah. Oh, that ain't really. <laughs> I think we talked we talked about earlier, you know what I'm saying? You got yeah. seven dollars. I yeah. gotta figure out how to get eight. eight. Yeah. I don't care how that eight comes. Yeah. Four and quarters, I, ten dimes. Yeah, as long as 20 I 20 nickels. As long as I get the eight dollars, we, we work that all right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um Yeah. And that's really it. I mean, you try to learn for those failures. Mm-hmm. Uh and don't let them define you. I think that's the biggest thing is that we we constantly let failures define us. Yes. We let people define us. Yeah. And go back to your earlier statement, happiness. Mm-hmm. Like I knew I could control that. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I knew if I just made myself happy, mm-hmm. I would be okay. And, yeah. and that's, you, had, you had that choice. Got the choice. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm going to yeah. hang around 
Aaron because he, he a good dude. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I ain't going to get in trouble with him. Mm-hmm. Tip going to watch out, man. She going to make sure I'm like just happy. People that are happy, let me find them. Yeah. They yeah. got they got something that I that I can use. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I can hold on to. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, right there, man. As as I'm hearing you 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 talking, just kind of as I'm thinking and reflecting over here. Uh, as I said before, I love I don't know what you call them, like thought process or, or thought process, or just the way you think. And I have this uh, uh, this uh, this uh, process of uh, process thinking around discipline, purpose, clarity focus, execute, you know, and, you know, hearing your, your story, I think you definitely, your discipline of, as you saying, I'm getting back up, like being very disciplined of getting back up. That's, that's like, that's, that's, that's number one. <laughs> super intentional. man. It, yeah. Be super intentional. Getting back up. Okay. I'm disciplined. Get, getting back up. I'm disciplined the way that I'm going. I'm trusting you, God. Okay. I'm understanding my purpose. Okay. One thing I had to learn is once you get the purpose to ask for that clarity, you know, because they're going to be like, well, go this way. Okay, that go north, but I need to understand, do I take this street? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Do <laughs> I take street? first street? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Do I, do I go on 42 seconds? You know what I'm right, saying? Right. Street. So when you get that, like, how do you, with everything that you have done um, from the music, from from things in tech technology, talk to me. How do you gain your clarity around your business, your passion, your purpose, man? I think you surround yourself with, or I surround myself with really strong people that care about me, mm-hmm. the person. Not what they've seen in terms of accolades or achievements, but like me. Yeah. Um, I hired a really good team and put really smart people. So learning from Russell Simmons and P Diddy was like hire the best and brightest. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As a visionary, we're so time so focused on the vision and building out the infrastructure, the architecture of whatever we're building mm-hmm. that we skip over hiring and putting ourselves around the right team members, the right people. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's really about the people I've been associated with. Like God has given me like awesome people like Will. Featherstones, like the architecture of Barry and Company and H3. What's going on? What's bro? happening, big dog? Like I oh like I tell people will God sent. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's 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 um the senior strategist for our company mm-hmm. who takes what I say in a <laughs> in a urban urban way. Yeah. And, yeah. and fix yeah. it for a corporate uh a corporate conversation. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. but it's getting hiring really good, strong people that understand who you are as a person that that actually trusts you and believe in your gifts. A few years ago, um, our 10th anniversary, um, graduating from Winston, man, so many people came up and said, yo, I don't know what you got going on, but I want to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. So it's really being able to facilitate and understand who God sent for you. Um, I guess, honestly, it's people like you, bro. Oh, man. Um, That just see good in me. Um, Mm -hmm. That I, I think... Like if I'm doing something wrong, I expect Jeremy to call me and mm-hmm. hold me accountable. True. You know what I mean? I expect I expect Barrett to call me and hold mm-hmm. me accountable. Mm-hmm. I expect the people around me, yeah, to have the best interests for me. And if they don't, those are not, not the ones I want around me. Yeah. So just hiring the right people, man. Got to have that level of of accountability. Right. You know? yeah, it's been super important. You know, we, yeah. It's it's um I I often because when I think about accountability. I think about a couple of things around 
um, leadership. Right. And I know you had you had kind of touched on that as we was kind of getting ready for the interview and everything about being a, a good, a great leader. And I have said on, on numerous occasions that great leaders are great followers. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you have to be a great follower or a great leader. I'm going to rephrase it. You have to be a great follower to be a great leader. Right. You know what I'm saying? And when you basically, as you think about your progression and even your leadership skills, how would you define your leadership skills, man? Oh, man. Um, my my leadership skills is the H3 way. Mm-hmm. And talk talk about the H3 way, man. Man, H3 way is believe that if you just hustle a little bit, you can get what you want out of life. Mm-hmm. If you stay hungry, you definitely can get it. And just being humble, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I take my leadership method comes from those three principles, and that's yeah. what I've learned on the way from humility. Um, I would say that's that comes from Bishop Hash and Winston Salem, St. Peter's World Outreach. Mm-hmm. Like understanding that leadership is very, very powerful, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that people follow you and they 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 watching you and they want you to lead them. Like don't take that lightly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I learned the hustle from again Russell Simmons and P Diddy just really out hustle everybody stay hungry stay passionate mm-hmm. uh, stay loyal so my my leadership style is just really based on those three fundamental principles just out hustle or keep hustling stay hungry and practice humility humility mm-hmm. is tough especially in the age where we're in where everything is instant gratification yeah, and, and based man. off likes uh, to me it's about the work. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of this is a tribute to the work that we're doing. Yeah. Uh, it comes along with, and I think for me, you said something about all great leaders must become great followers or were great followers or are great followers. Mm-hmm. I think coming to Winston, I had no choice. You're under Christy Swink, Meon mm-hmm. Turner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, shout out, shout yeah. him out. Yeah. Crystal Myers, that's mm-hmm. like my Ram attorney. Mm-hmm. Like you ain't got no choice but to learn no from, from the best of the best. Mm-hmm. Like People don't even really know. I met Christy Swink in 2003 summer. She was student body president, and my first word was like, you probably get a lot of free shit, don't you? <laughs> she started laughing. and like, yeah, but it comes with a lot of work and a lot of responsibility. Exactly. But for me, like that was my first time seeing like leadership in, in action, mm-hmm. leadership in motion. And, and, and so you want to learn from that. Antoine James, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. these are people. Antoine, what's up, bro? Like, as a young leader stepping into who I am, mm-hmm. like I couldn't ask for a better situation to learn. Matarian, mm-hmm. Mo, mm-hmm. two turn yeah. Mo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I became what's up, Mo? Mo. I was two turn because of Mo. Yeah. Like yeah. I would go back and read like my predecessors, what they were working on. Mm. Like that's the, the I'm a follow. Yeah. Because I want to know what you were working on because obviously you did something right exactly to get here. Exactly. So that's kind of where I really became a follower at, exactly. is really learning from oh God, the greatest, yo, like yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Christy Swing. Yeah. Yeah. Me and that's Christy. that's the thing about like going to Winston Salem State University. Facts. You know, you definitely learn and it's basically iron sharpening iron. Every you know, single day. And and to hear, like, I mean, even now, so many people are doing great, great things, man. Um, even, like, Wilmo. You right. know what I'm saying? Sport. And, and to see see them, you know, B-Dot doing so much uh, in the community and just kind of just doing their thing. Like, 
that Winston Salem State, and I'm pretty sure everyone probably can say about their their school, HBCU school, um, or whatever school you went to, but to go to a school where it was the right size, right? You know what I'm saying, to where you can be intimate with those individuals and really, like, what I mean by that, learn from each other. You know that we was able to kind of teach each other right. how to be leaders. You know what what different things we need to do. What what's our responsibility as leaders, man? And and as I as I think about that, man, and hearing, you know, uh, uh, you know, one of the books that helped helped you around um, leadership was the H three leadership book. Yes, you know, and and that right there, as I was kind of looking it up and kind of thinking about it, and just seeing some of the quotes my man got, and and his his name is what Brad. Um, Lomanek. 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 Okay. He, he got one of the weird last, last <laughs> names. But, you know, he, he says in some of his things, you know, it's, it's like live as though you'll die tomorrow and learn as though you'll live forever. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like the best leadership moments would probably be the ones that nobody sees. Right. And, bruh, being a, a leader, a manager in my role now, there's times where – you, you have to understand that you always ain't going to get the credit, and sometimes you're going to get the, the faults. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that Wells Fargo experience. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and that has allowed me to be humbled and allow me to even understand when those circumstances come up, okay, what I need to do, you know, and, and, and just different things that I can do to make the situation better. You know, and learning from from those things, and just understanding, like you know what, I'll fall on the sword for for, for my people. You know, and being very authentic in that in that approach has allowed me to gain the trust for my people and everything. And when when you read that book, man, what were some of the, the things that kind of shift your mindset? You know, just the whole idea, um, yeah. man. That book was. Like, I'm an avid reader. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm always in a book mm-hmm. or wanting to read something just be so I can stimulate my mind and just keep learning. Mm-hmm. I think learning helps keeps me alive. It keeps me moving. Yeah. But it was just like, man, like, leadership is, like, the most loneliest role, job, mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. you can ever do. Like, I don't yeah, really man. wish leadership on on anybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, simply because it's a, it's a not a burden, but it's a task. That yeah. you don't like, you don't turn leadership off at five oh one. No, you don't. Like it's twenty four hours, seven days a week. Hours, man. So just kind of for me, it was I'm surfing where um, books on on YouTube, not YouTube, but Amazon, and they suggest this book H three. Yeah. So I just click it in. Mm-hmm. Like never heard of Brand Lomanek in my yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's cool title. Look pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And again, it was just a hustle. Him going through his humility moment. And so, when you're reading about someone else's humility moment, their humble moment, yeah, it gives a clear picture of your own. Yeah, and it's, it's almost say like you're human, right? <laughs> it was it, honestly, it was man. That book was like yeah. it was my breath of fresh air. Mm. I think we talked a little bit earlier. Like man, for the last good bit of my life, I've held every thing mm. in mm. um like i only wanted to share or you only saw success stories so i felt like i had to maintain mm. success story. a certain image yeah and then reading that book it was like yeah. nah let it go man he built this church up yeah and then they told him to get out the way <laughs> like, you gotta go because of him 
And I was like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Like, H3 has been my life. Yeah. Like, figuring out how I'm going to get out of Laurenburg, figure out how I'm going to get out of bed, figure out how I'm going to eat, mm-hmm. figure out how I'm going to get from work, Yeah. figuring out I need a job. Mm-hmm. Same thing at Winston, just kind of figuring out hustling. Yeah. Like, and I realized, let me hustle the right way. Yeah. Let yeah. me get in tune the right way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. My humility moments have been my whole life, man. Like, nobody wants to get up. I remember going to Winston and everybody getting up saying what their parents do, what their parents came. All their parents came to orientation for the honors program. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm Derek Dolo. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my humility moment. Like, yo, how do you even get here? Mm-hmm. Like, that's, like, that book, like, really just made everything okay. Yeah. Like it really for Is, me. It, was it? Was it? And you know, I often say, man, that, and I say this at, at my job that we're all just human beings that so just so happen to work here. Right, right, right. You know, <laughs> and when you say when it makes things okay, was it like, bro, I can breathe. You know what I'm saying? Like. Here is my scars. Right. And 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 they not even scars that they're beauty marks. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Because they 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 are my past, but yet more importantly, they who who I am. Right. It's it's part of my history. You know, and so many times and even it was moments in my life where I didn't want to talk about my history just growing up in the church. You know what I'm saying? Because those were times where I, I pretty much despised the church. Right, right. Like I hated the idea and, and just what, at times, where I, at, where I felt that it took away. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Certain certain parts of my, my childhood. But knowing what I know now is who I am. Right. You know what I'm saying? And and, and now I've come to a period where I'm comfortable and it's okay. Like, the, these are, it's me. Right. It's like your foundation. Like yeah, it's my foundation. And it's, it's truly in, in the church and just what my mom and dad has done, like Happy Hood stands on those shoulders. On those principles that you learned. Exactly. A long time ago. A long time ago, bro. <laughs> and they now have came back full circle, but they now have came back into a way that it's part of my experience. Right. And now I can speak to, I have now have, have a gained perspective on those things, you know, and to hear you say that it was okay like was that it sounds like it was almost like you took a breath, man. I did. Mm. Like I like I wasn't I was living, I was having a good time. Yeah. Him saying I was accomplishing stuff. But again, you're accomplishing stuff for like I won't say the wrong reasons, but yeah. the motive or the driver or the engine is different. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So when I like, yo, that was and I like again. I read a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the book that started a company. Mm-hmm. This is the book that started a movement where we're like, we got here today. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, so that book really just opened my eyes. I had no idea who this man was. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what Catalyst Church was. Yeah. Haven't heard of Catalyst Church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, yo, so Brad Lomanek, wherever you are, yeah. I appreciate it. Lomanek, yeah, Lomanek, Lomanek. I was going to put out saying Lomanek. You know, what I'm hey, look, I hey, appreciate it though. Appreciate that. That's what's up for real. Like it was just, again, it was just like yo, it's okay. And this is how you, what you're thinking and how you're feeling, yeah, is okay. It's okay. It's, it's normal. Is it may who you are, mm-hmm. own it, understand it, yeah, process it, accept it, right? Accept it. Like I never, yeah, yeah. Accepting was a, like I remember just dating girls or talking to different girls through or telling people, not even just girls, yeah. 
like how, it's confusing to tell them how you were raised and they just don't like what you mean that's your cousin that's your aunt like yeah yeah like don't worry about it and it was just like now it's easy to come out it's easy to explain because that's who i am it's my my humble moment yeah, you know what i'm saying it's me it's mm-hmm. like this is who i am it's it's my and that's the thing about it man like and it's, it's some good good stuff man like there's a period and and i'm and i pray to those that's listened to it still listen to it now where the moments where you have to accept whatever the circumstance is because that acceptance allows you to quickly release it you know what i'm saying facts it's 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 like it's, it is such a a word that is so underutilized when you think about just the essence of it that when you accept something you pretty much i'm accepting what it is and i'm passing i'm i'm allowing to pass through it right you know what i'm saying and and i am accepting to what it is so i can fully release it right you know that i'm not in this certain type of denial that of what it is that i am accepting i am accepting whatever this is so i can fully release it right you know and and the thing the thing about it as as i'm hearing you talk man another thought <laughs> came to my head man this is just like something i just kind of think about you know is as i i used to think like why do i get so bent out of shape at times you know when i'm like either my kids my wife and everything with the littlest things it's like i'm not mad at them but yet so many things that has occurred that day I have pretty much taken it out on them. Right, right. And I was like, brother, and I'm and I'm saying this as a black man, and I, I truly believe at times because of just the way that we grew up in our community, you know, and I'm saying in that black community, and even I'll say men, period, we never had an opportunity opportunity to manage our emotions. Right, right, right. We never had opportunity to cry. Right, right, right. You know, like cry like a man. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, uh, um, like we never had an opportunity to do that. Right, right. <laughs> so when when the time comes where it gets so built up and you get constipated, right? You you, you it's not healthy. Yeah, you and don't then even you, know you, how you, to cry. You don't know how to cry, <laughs> and then then you become a ticking time bomb. You know, and it just like boom, the one thing can just take you over the edge, and and to hear what what you're saying, like. I feel like you had now you have an opportunity or now you know how to manage how you feel and to release it out, you know, in a very humble way, in right, a right. very hum in a very way that is humility. You know? And that's that's cool, man. That's that's really, really cool, dude. For real. Um kind of switching gears a little bit, man, as okay. we kind of close close up. I know you've been doing a lot of things with H three. Um, and even the homeboys, right, right. You know, uh, any upcoming events, man. Anything we we need to be aware of, maybe, and you know, it's coming up in twenty twenty. Okay, or, or just anything that you, you you're working on right right now, man. Okay, look, man, y'all about to get some real exclusive information. <laughs> <laughs> Listen closely. Um, we're actually I'm in the process of developing the H three app. Mm. Uh, really getting embedded in, uh, embedded in the tech world. So Go the H3 app will be a full technology app around career development uh, where you'll have access to um, career coaches, Ooh. resume writers, 
um, job opportunities, mm-hmm. um, social events that pique your interest. Yes. Uh, we're prototyping like right now. Yes. <laughs> I got my first copy of the prototype last night. Um, but it's really about, again, how do I help people because I've been helped so much? Yes. And so the application or the technology company was built around just conversations I had with regular people. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I graduated college in the Great Recession. And at that time, I didn't know mm-hmm. that it was a recession, but kind of hindsight it's, now. It, it's, yeah, we, yeah, we like, didn't know at that time. <laughs> yeah, bro. millennials are really like paying for it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? The average mm-hmm. millennial is paying for it. So it's like, how can I, again, how can I get people I know and care about access information quickly? Yeah. Um, so we're again, 2020, the development of the H3 app. Mm-hmm. Um, continue doing the events in terms of educating um, building and deploying people to various um, opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also looking at, I want to talk to any entrepreneur that's in the city that has a business that's, that's scalable, that needs just coaching, development. Yeah. Um, for me, it's about, again, getting people to the information. There are like tons of government contracts that we don't know about yeah, where, talk to you, bro. where the money's <laughs> allocated for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really just pitching people showing people where the money is man and, mm-hmm. and while it's not all about the money um the money definitely drives a lot of these conversations it's resource, yeah it's resources i remember for me is one thing about being president at winston was like yo you gotta have a seat at that table yeah like marching is cool yelling mm-hmm. and protesting is cool yeah but while we out there doing that they're making decisions in a room mm-hmm. like we gotta have somebody in the room yeah <laughs> you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah. that yeah. really cares about the interests of people. So people often ask me about H3. Mm-hmm. Like, is it black? Is it white? I'm like, man, it's for anybody that want to hustle. hustle. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what it's really about. You want to hustle the legal hustle. way. You know what I'm saying? You want to, you want to move your family forward. <laughs> <laughs> you want to move the culture, like really move the culture forward. Mm-hmm. Like everything we do at H3 is very intentional, very strategic yeah. from the DJ we use, a graduate of Winston. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The, one of the graphic designers, a graduate of Winston. Like, as you. Like, for me, it's it's like, we're going to say we're going to support the culture. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to do it. Like, really do it. Really do it. Like, I'm going to really utilize people that do good work in, my, in my community. That's what's up, man. We're going to close with, with a couple things here, man. Okay, it's a little sure. rapid fire stuff. All right. <laughs> so, fill in the blank here. Today, I reclaim my space to cherish my purpose, no matter what blank might say. I see. I read it again. Today, I reclaim my space to cherish my purpose, no matter what blank might say. I would say the world. Mm -hmm. The world will tell you anything, man. Yeah. And they'll they'll force you to, like, listen to it. Mm -hmm. Like, you not anything. Yeah. Yeah, black man, this mm-hmm. kid, this mm-hmm. like I like I won't let the world dictate who I am or what I want to become. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what's up, man. And in your own words, man, like how would you define or what would you define as finish what you start? What does it mean to you to finish what you start? Yeah, I think that that question wraps up our entire conversation. For me, it was about closing. Mm-hmm. Like that was my Achilles heel. Like being a leader, you're often coaching people, yeah. coaching things, mm-hmm. developing processes. But I never closed anything for myself because I was scared. Mm. Um, so for finishing what I started, 
Like that's what H three has been about the last six months. Yeah. Like I my happiest moments been me, like really honestly at eight oh one. And I'm seeing people talk. Yeah. And I'm seeing people exchange LinkedIn accounts. And I'm yeah, seeing people yeah. saying, hey, we're going to meet up. And a week later, I'm walking randomly through Uptown. And I see two people from the event yeah, having lunch or having coffee. Like, that's what finished what you started, like, mm-hmm. really means. Because, like, this was an idea in my head. Mm-hmm. And once you start doing the work. Yeah. Like, not talking about the work, but the work. Mm-hmm. Like, you see the results. So I, I, like, I, like, it just means continuing the work. Yeah. Finish what you start is continuing the work. Continuing the work. Like the outcome, like that's the byproduct of the work. Yeah. Yeah. Like happy hood was an idea in your head. Yeah. Yeah. But once you started doing the work, mm-hmm. you three, four interviews later. <laughs> ah, message. <laughs> Yo, I want to thank my man right here, Quentin D. Berry. Happy family. Let's give him a big, big, big. Uh, hand a big big applause to what he's has provided to us today in this conversation. I want to thank you, brother, for coming on, man, and just really providing your thoughts on what you're doing, how you're motivated, things that you're working on, and again, just uh, sharing your story, brother. You know, what I'm saying I really pre- appreciate it. You are listening to Happy Hood, the podcast where we strive to motivate, rejuvenate, and cultivate a community of purpose-driven people. Happy hood, a living state of mind. We blessed up and highly favored. I'm your boy, Jay Murray, and happy family. Always, always remember, we are blessed up, but more importantly, from our purposes, our ideas are exchanged, building communities for today and tomorrow. Happy hood. We blessed up.